0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. In this chapter, Job concludes his remarks to his three friends by essentially saying, I agree that wicked people deserve punishment, but I'm not wicked. And uh, let's read now Job chapter 31. I made a covenant with my eyes. Not to look lustfully at young women. For what is our lot from God above, our heritage from the Almighty on high? Is it not ruin for the wicked, and disaster for those who do wrong? Does he not see my ways, and count my every step? If I have walked with falsehood, or my foot has hurried after deceit, let God weigh me in honest scales, and he will know that I am blameless." If my steps have turned from the path, if my heart has been led by my eyes, or if my hands have been defiled, then may others eat what I have sown, and may my crops be uprooted. If my heart has been enticed by a woman, and if I have lurked at my neighbor's door, then may my wife grind another man's grain, and may other men sleep with her. For that would have been wicked, a sin to be judged. It is a fire that burns to destruction. It would have uprooted my harvest. If I have denied justice to any of my servants, whether male or female, when they had a grievance against me, what will I do when God confronts me? What will I answer when I'm called to account? Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one form us both within our mothers? If I have denied the desires of the poor, Or let the eyes of the widow grow weary. If I have kept my bread to myself, not sharing it with the fatherless. But from my youth I reared them as a father would. And from my birth I guided the widow. If I have seen anyone perishing for lack of clothing, or the needy without garments, and their hearts did not bless me for warming them with the fleece from my sheep. If I have raised my hand against the fatherless, knowing that I had influence at court, then let my arm fall from the shoulder, let it be broken off at the joint, for I dreaded destruction from God, and for fear of His splendor I could not do such things. If I have put my trust in gold, or said to pure gold, you are my security. If I have rejoiced over my great wealth, the fortune my hands had gained, If I have regarded the sun in its radiance or the moon moving in splendor so that my heart was secretly enticed and my hand offered them a kiss of homage, then these also would be sins to be judged, for I would have been unfaithful to God on high. If I have rejoiced at my enemy's misfortune or gloated over the trouble that came to him, I have not allowed my mouth to sin. By invoking a curse against their life. If those of my household have never said, Who has not been filled with Job's meat? But no stranger had to spend the night in the street, for my door was always open to the traveler. If I have concealed my sin, as people do, by hiding my guilt in my heart, because I so feared the crowd and so dreaded the contempt of the clans that I kept silent and would not go outside. Oh, that I had someone to hear me! I sign now my defense. Let the Almighty answer me. Let my accuser put his indictment in writing. Surely I would wear it on my shoulder. I would put it on like a crown. I would give him an account of my every step. I would present it to him as to a ruler. If my land cries out against me, and all of its furrows are wet with tears, If I have devoured its yield without payment, or broken the spirit of its tenants, then let briars come up instead of wheat, and stinkweed instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. And so a a powerful final series of remarks from Job to his three friends. He starts out with a timeless expression that I want to just look at for a moment. He says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. Friends, making an agreement with your eyes not to look improperly on another person with lust, I think that's a powerful commitment that Job had made. And uh, perhaps some of us need to make that commitment as well. The late um, Bob Jones once said, It's not a sin to notice an attractive person, but to look back a second time can be sin. Friends, you get one free look, and then after that, if you look back improperly, the Lord notices. You can't help your eyes falling on someone attractive. But if you look back at them improperly a second time or beyond, then it becomes a sin issue. I think this is good, making a covenant with our eyes, not to look lustfully at another person. And then Job argues that if he had blatantly sinned, he would agree that he deserved his current situation. But he goes into a number of examples saying that if he had done so-and-so, he agreed that that would be wicked. But he says that these sins that should be judged were not his sins. He specifically says he never denied justice to his servants. He never uh, denied helping the poor. He always helped widows. He never denied the fatherless, etc. And he goes into something that's um, a little unusual In this, in the scriptures, he talks about the, uh, the sin of putting your trust in your finances. He said, "If I have put my trust in gold, or said to pure gold, you are my security, or if I have rejoiced over the great wealth, the fortune my hands have gained, this would be sin. This would be a problem, and he would understand the Lord judging him." We live in a very materialistic country in the United States. A lot of um, people. Put their trust in their financial planning and their um, bank accounts and 401ks rather than in the living God. Our hope and our trust in all things must be in the Lord first and foremost. He gives us wisdom. Yes, we should use wisdom in our finances, but our trust is in the Lord, not in our finances. Our money in the U.S. says, in God we trust. Would it would be so for all of his people? And then he makes mention of idolatry in the form of um, worshiping the sun and the moon and that this also would be sins to be judged, but he was never guilty of worshiping the sun or the moon. And so Job's remarks are ended. His um, arguments have fallen on deaf ears to his friends. His three friends made up their minds that um, uh, there was some cause and effect here. Job had done something to cause what was happening. His three friends agreed that um, this series of terrible events in Job's life came from the Lord. And Job thought all of this came from the Lord. They were all wrong. It came from the devil who was attacking Job. Yes, he got permission somehow to test Job, but it was not the Lord that was causing Job's afflictions. And so as near as I can tell to this point, Job's only sin is the mistake of thinking that God was the one causing his problems. God is not the problem. God is the solution. And let me just stretch that a little further. Jesus is never the problem for any of us. He's always the answer to whatever problems we have. Lord, we pray that we would recognize that we live in a fallen world and we are attacked by the devil himself and his minions. But Lord, you are our shield and our defender. You are our deliverer. You are our savior. Lord, may we always be aware that you're the answer to every problem and not the cause of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app, and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.